0: Oh, a super, super! Oh, that's right, brilliant for the play by Mahé!
1: Oh my goodness, man, what a shot! 100 set! 100 set! set!
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Morning Club. Brian Campion here, joined by Chris O'Reilly. Alex is still floating around somewhere in Peru. So for the moment, it's just a few Morning Clubs. And uh, we promise to get you a full episode in the next few days, coming weeks uh, soon. It is yeah. summertime. <laughs> I don't want to promise too much, but we will get back to it Big soon. Promise, um, But uh, we have a few Morning Clubs coming up for you, as always. And this week, or this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the women's under 19 euro, which I'm at, in Romania and a little bit about the Kallstad situation. So, Chris, how are you doing? I'm not too bad,
1: Brian. Speaking to you from rainy Sweden. We're going now to a beach handball tournament tomorrow, so I don't know how that's going to work out. Uh, and you're slugging away, yes, in Romania, yes, in
0: at the women's under nineteen euro. Yeah, it's a, a really nice tournament. A lot, lots of work to do. I'm uh, here in Petest, and we was in a few, one or two days in. Uh, me of any, but m- mostly we're, we're focusing on the teams here in Bitesh. And of course, Hungary have made it to the semi-final already. And we still have three tickets open for those remaining spots. Uh, so from group one, it's either going to be Portugal, Romania or Sweden taking the, uh, those two tickets. And we have Hungary already qualified. And then between Denmark, Montenegro from that final uh, group Two. Obviously, no surprises. So with Hungary being, I think, is it their third or maybe fourth even? Title the row, should they win this they're like the queens of underage handball uh, yet to do it maybe do it at senior level but no surprise that they've booked their semi-final ticket but some really really interesting teams and I think from what I've seen so far I really like the look of this uh, Portugal team and um, they are probably the best defensive team I've seen so far in the tournament and really it, sometimes it does look a little bit like women versus girls when they come up against certain teams and they've, they've been super super impressive and some really Other big names, of course, we have uh, Julia uh, Skageloni. Of course, she plays for um, Herning-Ecast. She played in the European League last season. She's head and shoulders really above everybody else here. 43 goals so far. And Denmark had that last second win against France. So France really kicking themselves yesterday up by about five goals. And it looked like they were cruising to a victory. And then Denmark Denmark came back really late in the game and and really won it with the last throw of the game. So that was uh, really exciting stuff in me of any yesterday. And today yeah it's all going to come down to the wire. Um, it's going to be a big day for the teams here in Bucharest. Portugal, Romania, and Sweden all battling it out there and some really interesting players in there. Have you seen any of the
1: action at all, Chris? Or try- trying to watch a few games as well? And yeah, it seems like a lot of the the usual suspects as you mentioned Hungary, Denmark are always there as well like in the in the top uh few teams. That's one group. And then the, the group that you're covering mostly, the group one in the main round there, that seems really interesting though with uh, Romania, the home side, in with a chance of making the semi-finals, That's not too much of a surprise, but Portugal there, that's been a real surprise package for me. And interesting, you said that it looks like uh, you know, women against girls, that they're so like developed as a team. And that results yesterday, the 38-25 against Switzerland who themselves. So Switzerland have been kind of a um uh, not like maybe not a complete surprise seeing the age of the players who were playing at the EHF Euro back in November that they're maybe a little bit like the the female version of Faroe Islands in that sense like a, a bunch of talented young players who were already playing for the senior team but Portugal really smacked them with 38 25 yeah I
0: mean that was just it I mean that was the quintessential example of it looked like they just got completely bullied and physically Portugal were were too much for them, and um, but I mean, the their right back, uh, Luciana Rebelo, has been really, really incredible. She's like, uh, like an early maybe Anna Gross. She's really tall, great arm, on her every time she gets the ball, she looks like she's going to score. She's scored thirty four goals so far, so she's been, she's been to- uh, Portugal's uh, top, top star. They cele- celebrated so hard yesterday that she seemed to almost injure herself in the process when everyone piled up on top of her. I wasn't too happy about that afterwards, but uh, hopefully she's all right for it. Uh you spoke a there about Switzerland. I mean Switzerland have been have been really good to watch. Maybe a little bit naive yesterday in some of the ways they were playing and kind of kind of seemed to run out of ideas, maybe a little bit in attack the and their free flowing handball, which they've had going the whole tournament, just really didn't click yesterday. And they just kind of physically seem to get kind of muscled off the ball a lot of the times. And they're probably star players so far was Oceana Meyer. She's been she's been really good from centre back. Um and yeah, you mentioned there the Romanians as well. Maria uh, Lixi Andreou has been probably the big star of uh, the Romanian side. When they call her name out before the games, there's a huge roar around the arena. So people really feel like there's a big there's a big talent in store there for the future. And when they, when she's not on the court, you really do feel it. She was, um, for the, the the game against, the played against Sweden yesterday. And the game before that, oh geez, I'm on the spot here now. Trying to think, they played against... Germany yes she wasn't on for the first few minutes for the first maybe 10 minutes and you could really feel it and once she came on then it was just a massive impact And she's got a an unbelievable jump shot on her and um, so yeah some really really exciting names there for for the future women's handball so it's great to see them and great to record also footage of them in these early in these early stages I think it'll be interesting stuff to, to watch back in the future so based on what you've seen
1: uh, Although it seems not, it's not hundred percent certain that Denmark are going through with Hungary, but looks at the moment like they are uh, in the driving seat. Uh, who do you think is going to go to the semi-finals, and who's going to
0: win the medals, in your opinion? Um. So I think from today's matches in Group One, we have uh, Switzerland, Romania, Sweden, Portugal. I th- obviously, I think Romania will will do the job there, um, which would leave them then on on four points. And I think I I still think Portugal will squeeze it by one, maybe against Sweden. Um, so I think they should do the bit, or it could be a draw, and that should be that would be enough uh, enough for them So I, I think it's going to be Romania Portugal from Group One, and then Group Two. Um, we have uh, Hungary versus Denmark at France versus Montenegro. I mean, it's difficult to call because I mean Hungary are already drew, so it's it's interesting to see how they're going to approach that game, and yeah, I, that could be one which Denmark could maybe pick up a win because they they really need it, and then I think Montenegro should do the business over France. I think France maybe will be a bit deflated after their loss yesterday, um, so it'll be it'll be Hungary, Hungary, Denmark. I think from Group Two for me. And to win it then? To win it then I mean the easy thing is to say Hungary but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Portugal I'm going to say Portugal just, okay. just yeah, wow. throw it out that there would it would be huge and I mean, I've only seen one game of of Hungary but it's a little bit like watching Gear in the women's side you don't really get excited until mm-hmm. you see them at the final weekend because you just know they're going <laughs> to coast everything uh, so I'm kind of holding out a little bit on that but my heart is going to go with uh, Portugal but my head is maybe saying maybe saying Hungary Okay. Well we'll check in on those predictions uh, for next week's
1: one. So we'll move on to uh and well I was gonna say the honeymoon period is yeah. over, but I don't even think they got married yet. <laughs> uh, before the before their first trading of the season. My gosh. The Colsta have basically uh told their players that they uh they'd like them to accept A pay cut of 30% for this season and 20% for next season uh, because as TV2Norway have understood uh, they just haven't got the sponsorship income that they expected I think that was a that was a big thing about a year and a half ago when they announced this whole project and started to the rumors coming the, the players they were gonna get and talking about how sustainable the whole thing was going to be, because they weren't going to focus on just having one big sponsor. They have one big sponsor, I think, which is Rama Tuzen, uh, the big supermarket chain, which also sponsors the Norwegian League. But uh, it seems like the other sponsors haven't come in yet. Uh, the boys who were there, winning the Norwegian League last year, weren't enough to excite the uh, the people or the people with the money in Trondheim, anyway. And so Sandra Saugersson and the, the other big boys coming in, Joran Johannessen, Rud coming in as well. So basically the, uh, the backcourt for the Norwegian national team. Yeah, having a big old pay cut.
0: Yeah, that really really not, not the best start to the project and maybe puts a little bit of a, a weird tinge on them getting the, the Champions League spot, especially when it's kind of not only un, unproven at that level on the handball but maybe yeah. a little bit unproven as a as a project as well maybe going forward because I mean already running into the speed bumps is really not the best uh... where, so what, what do you, where do you see this going then I mean it's tricky to know yeah
1: well yeah thankfully uh, from Colesaw's point of view uh, Sandra Augustine said that you know he doesn't play the sport for money That's and nice. uh, he's happy to take the pay cut uh, because he's, <laughs> he's getting a fair bit of, fair, getting a fair bit of money anyway <laughs> even with the 30% pay cut and uh, yeah, so the, the budget for salaries for this year for the player salaries um, is 53 million uh, Norwegian crowns, which is just over uh, five million euro, and it's going to be cut by 15 million Norwegian crowns, so 1.5 million. Uh-huh. So it's a, it's a it's a heavy cut, right? But uh, they've jumped up from basically just under a million euro budget to over 5 million euro budget in two seasons. So it's, uh, you know, the whole, I guess it's all relative, right? You know, you're, you're still coming in, you still get, there's still a fair bit of money in there, uh, more than has ever been in uh, Norwegian handball and probably still very good compared to most of Europe. I think when they were putting all this together, it was like, we need to compete with German Bundesliga wages. Uh, it's still probably better than most of Europe and you know if they start getting like flowing in the Champions League they're getting you know 10,000 people at the big games um Salgerson and the boys are, are tearing it up they're not going to win the Champions League this coming season I think it's it's safe to say but they're like a, a team that could could get into the quarterfinal you know I think they they probably match the the Danes in that sense um and maybe if if things really go well then they could sneak into a final four and well and then they could win it, so maybe- <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that's gonna happen <laughs> uh I think they're a, probably a quarter final team at best next season at best um but you know if 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 the big big teams come into town the uh the potential sponsors see like those eight nine ten thousand people come to the games and uh, all the Norwegian stars looking strong, then I wouldn't be surprised if the, the sponsorship money does eventually come. Um, but the fact that, if they, or if they've gotten the players to agree to that 30% this year, 20% next year, then they've basically secured their future for the next couple of years because uh, I'm pretty sure the money that uh,
0: is already there will cover that. Yeah, I mean, they are lucky to a certainly, not lucky, I mean, strategically they've gone for pretty much all Norwegian players apart from the two Icelanders that they brought in, it's Marison and Gudjonsson. No, and they're lucky that all the Norwegians they brought in and the two Icelanders they brought in are all just lovely guys, you know, who aren't going to rock the boat too much. <laughs> I think, if, if could you imagine if they had the, the likes of Ned M. Remily coming in and some of those other characters, they wouldn't take this whole uh, 30% cut to like, thank you very much, we're not from Norway, we don't really care about this whole project whole lot, we're here to play handball and earn, and earn money, you know, so, I think they are somewhat lucky that someone like Sanders Agustin is such a a nice guy. He's proud of Norwegian Handball, proud of Norway and also wants to see this club succeed. So he's okay with kind of maybe there being a few growing pains at the beginning of the project and kind of take that little bit of a cut.
1: It's a nice thing for the documentary when they eventually win the Champions League. They'll be like, oh, the tough times where... We only got €25,000 a month. God love them. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think they'll survive. Still, uh, I'd say it's a little bit little bit embarrassing from their perspective like that they've before the season's even started had to had to uh, ask the players to do that. I'm sure they'll get a a fair bit of ribbing uh, in the media and from other teams uh, for the next few months. But uh, it will I'm sure it'll be quickly forgotten about once the, the handball starts going and if things go to plan uh, hopefully it's not a sign
0: of negative things to come uh, but I have a feeling they'll be just fine eventually they should be I mean there's lots of money in Norway yeah. floating around in oil and everything so I'm sure they'll find a sponsor somewhere yeah. thank you for joining us and I'm sure we'll be back with another Morning Club soon and then hopefully a full episode once Alex is uh, back from his
1: Gets off his his arse
0: and is back from his lovely holiday and is (laughs) has put all the jet lag aside. Uh, Until then, talk to you soon and thanks for joining.